Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Folks, if you'd like a copy of my best-selling first book, Tales of a First Round Nothing, head on over to ecwpress.com. If you'd like a copy of my second book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to www.flankerpress.com. If you'd like either copy personalized, just add a note. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and happy reading. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Tales with TR. I can't remember what episode it is. I think 161A. I've been on the road. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Uh, We can now be found on YouTube. keep forgetting to mention mention that under the, the Hockey Podcast Network umbrella. So THPN. And go there and you can find Tales with TR. And I've just, uh, I guess we're a couple of months in now. We're getting a decent feedback. Way more people listen um, through one of the podcast channels than watch. But uh, that's okay by me. Try to please everybody. You know what I'm saying? So it's out there if you want. I just got back from an awesome trip. I'll tell you that. So a lot of people were wondering, what the hell are you doing in Toronto all that time? They're watching my stories and just seemed like I was on some sort of vacation. Well, I guess it turned into one. What happened was on June 30th, I was going up to watch the Jays. That was a Friday. And um, it was a friend of mine. We were having a stag party of sorts. Now, we'd had, yeah, we, we I mean, we'd had a few get-togethers. So this was like one final blowout before he gets married, okay? And, uh, it was awesome. One of our friends actually paid for a huge, got us an unreal deal on a on a flight, and uh, 
paid for the box himself, if you can believe it, at the Jays game. So he really treated us as well as our buddy that's getting married. All from most of us were from Mount Pearl, are from Mount Pearl, and uh, just a couple of our friends happen to live in Toronto, and I'm up and back, back and forth a lot. So I said, "Fuck it," and I went up, and we had an awesome time. Now here's the thing: Penny Lane was having her first tournament with the Newfoundland, it's NLSA, Newfoundland Soccer Association, with the Newfoundland All-Star team. I often talk, she plays soccer, she plays for Mount Pearl in the club league, and um, she plays a lot, except up to now, I, get, I think because of the pandemic, really, she started this provincial stuff, you go to tryouts, and then they narrow it down and narrow it down, until finally you have a team, and you would normally have more trips, but they, they practice every month, generally, um, you know, there'll be a weekend they dedicate to it. There's a few girls from outside of St. John's area, so they fly down. Uh, a couple from Labrador, if you can believe it. Um, not that they suck at soccer up there, but, you know, the older you get, if you live in Labrador and you're only playing that competition, it's tough to stay on top of your game. But sure enough, they do. They've got uh, a couple of girls from up there. Uh, from Western Newfoundland, Cornerbrook, I think there's a few. Most are from in and around St. John's, right? The Avalon Peninsula, they call it. But you would normally practice all year and then go on a trip. But for the last couple of years, that hasn't happened. So this was the first time Penny Lane was representing her province. And she was real pumped about it. And, uh, you know, I I was very, very excited. I, I, I was going to go regardless. Uh, her mom couldn't go right from Calgary, had to work out in Calgary. So I was like, well, I'm definitely going. Not that I'd thought about not going, but my buddy Sandman, remember I told you guys we were going to go to Machu Picchu. <laughs> so I'll post some pictures. Sandman went to Machu Picchu, but I said, there's no way I can do it. Even though it's just a few days, Sandman, I got to go to my daughter's tournament. So, and he understood, obviously, and I was looking forward to seeing Penny Lane. Machu Picchu is always there. Her first tournament with the provincial team isn't always there. And uh, it'll never be there again. So, Instead of fly home and then fly back, right? I would have had to fly home after Toronto, so on the July 1st, and then get another return ticket. And a return ticket to Montreal from here, I mean, a, a great deal would be under $1,000, right? So I paid next to nothing to get to Toronto. And if you if I wanted to leave on Sunday at 12, I found an unreal deal on Lynx. Lynx Air only leaves on certain days from certain cities. I think Hamilton and Montreal might be the only two on Calgary. But anyway, it, it, it exists, and it was only like 150 bucks for me to get home. So I said, rather than get a ticket home from Toronto and then a return to Montreal, I'll just stay in Toronto. Penny Lane can stay with her friends, my parents. You know, she does often anyway when I'm away. And I'll get to just slide in. And I took the train from Toronto to Montreal, which was awesome. But anyway, so that's what I did. Now, when I made that decision, I did not know Noel Gallagher of Oasis, for those that don't know. And if you don't know who Oasis are, 90s rock, very Beatlesque sound, real popular. I'm, I'm sure that 95% of the people I'm speaking to know who Oasis are. If not, check it out. My favorite song by them, Don't Look Back in Anger. There's a lot more. Champagne Sue and Over would be number two. She's Electric, number three. But they're a great band. Those are my favorites. I could go on and on. Uh, a lot of people say, well, they, they they ripped off the Beatles. Well, A, who better to rip off? And second, and B, <laughs> I don't really think they did. They, they use the same instruments, and they're clearly influenced. But 
to me, ripping off is the same song. You know, ripping off is Puff Daddy, I'll be missing you, and not crediting the police, stinging the police in the credits. You know, to me, that's that's ripping something off. To me, it should say Puff Daddy featuring the police, I'll be missing you. You know what I mean? Now I can go through a thousand examples of that. Gangsta's Paradise, Coolio featuring Stevie Wonder. It should say that. That to me is more of a ripoff. And even that you could argue because music always forever changing. But I do not think that Oasis ripped off the Beatles at all. I think they got a similar sound because they were influenced by them. I think their style is very 60s. And clearly there's an influence going on physically and uh, sonically, but they're fucking awesome. And my buddies Connor and Cody Donahue are huge fans. And uh, so anyway... When I get there, I find out when I, the day before I find out that they're going on Monday. So I said, that's right in the middle. I, I basically went up on Friday and I was going to Montreal the following Thursday. So I had that time to fill up. So couldn't believe it. So the Jays were playing again on Saturday, hit the Jays game. was awesome. Met, ran into a bunch of fans of the show and, and Shorzy and Chicklets and a, and a bunch of my friends uh, that I didn't know were going to be there. So that was a blast. And, uh, like I said, from there, uh, Zach O'Brien, uh, Connor, Cody got up on Sunday, and our buddy Patty Power was already up there. And uh, so anyway, we uh, Patty's a big music fan. Uh, I used to play when when he played here, senior with me on the St. John's Caps. You know, we were those guys in the room that would be playing album deep cuts, and the boys would be like, "Can you put on some fucking Lady Gaga or some shit?" <clears throat> and we would be playing B sides of like Pink Floyd singles released in 1973. He got me into Greta Van Fleet, actually. Anyway, um, Patty moved up there as a lawyer and moved up in the world, and he's doing well. So on Monday, we all went to Noel Gallagher, man. It had been a long time coming, and he doesn't play. I figured Connor would see him. Now, Connor Donahue, those chiclet spans will know the con man from Big Deal Selects. And uh, his brother, Cody, is another great friend. Cody played with Jagger a couple of years ago. I told some stories uh, last year was, uh, over in France. And this year he's going to play in, uh, Cardiff, Wales in the English elite league. So anyway, and Zach signed over in Slovakia. So it was great that those ducks are in a row and we got to party and go up there and watch Oasis. Like I said, Connor's been waiting for this day for his whole life. I think I might've gotten the boys into Oasis really through dressing room music ball hockey when they were just coming up out of junior and into pro and uh you know i was the captain of the team we would go we would five fucking silver medals in seven years never won the gold but i consider that a success but that's a conversation for another day anyway we go to eat and shout out we eat at uh the local there in liberty village shout out to adam who, who manages the place and hooked us up man did he ever the first night was one thing. The next night, he really hooked us up. Um, but I'll talk about the next night in a second. So Connor's got his album there. He's got a copy of Definitely Maybe, and he's got his marker. And we're like, come on. And the boys bought seats in the front row, 500 bones each, right in the front row. So I'm going, Connor, you're not going to get it signed. But you know what? At first, I was giving him shit, and then I said, well, you are in the front row. And who really cares? You know, you're carrying an album around it. What's the difference? We just shove that to the side and have a few beers. 
and go get it later for the opportunity and, you know, risk reward. It's great. You just got to go there with an album and a, and a marker and maybe he signs it. So it seemed odd at first, but after a few beers, I was like, good luck, Connor. Hopefully you get that thing signed. Now, I don't know if any of you guys have ever been to the Budweiser stage, but what a fucking setup. It's perfect. It's like a almost a natural amphitheater. Not that it is. I mean, there's obviously seats put in, but naturally, if the stage wasn't there, it would be an amphitheater type of a thing. It's a high hill, just high enough, and uh, kind of rounded out. It's perfect. So, you know, they got the Budweiser stage built into it. And on the way over, there's, you know, all kinds of merchandise and places to get beer and all kinds of food from sushi to pizza to spaghetti everything i went to tom petty there 15 years ago and it wasn't quite the same setup this was beyond belief uh now <laughs> beers were like 17 bucks so know that going in right know it going in but it was fucking awesome so we get there and my friend Derek is there. So Derek and I go, uh, Derek is from North Bay, was in, was in Shorzy uh, briefly in season two. You'll uh, see her television debut in just a couple months, not even. It's coming soon, folks. Um, but uh, anyway, so I get seats. I don't know. Derek and I are maybe, maybe 20 rows back. And the guys are in the front row. So we can see them. And there's a, there's a screen. I mean, we can see the stage fine. It's a perfect setup. But, you know, the big screen is right in front of me. So we can, And every time they're showing Noel, I can kind of see the boys, right? Because they're right in the front row. And uh, so, anyway, we get to the last song, and I take out my camera because one of my dad's favorite songs ever is Don't Look Back in Anger. And uh, if, if 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 anybody doesn't know what song I'm talking about, press pause on this thing right now and listen to that. That's far more important than listening to my mouth flap right now at this particular moment. Uh, because it's a fantastic song. I guess it's a historical song. And uh, anyway, it's one of my dad's favorites. So I, I wait. I only had like three percent on my phone. So I said, Derek, I'm going to wait till the last song. And I like garbage and garbage opened. So going in, I had like, say, 11%. So I said, I got to get Stupid Girl. I love by garbage. It's a whole nother story. Look into their stuff. Shirley Manson, Butch Vig. Saw them open for the Pumpkins, Smashing Pumpkins in 95. And it was great to see them again. She's still got a lot of energy. Anyway, they opened. So I got Stupid Girl. Now I got like 5 4% on my phone. I'm like, Derek, I'm going to turn it off till the last song because I think it's going to be Don't Look Back in Anger. Sure enough, we get up on that time. So I turn on my phone. Boom. I start recording. And lo and behold, and really, again, I just did it to get the song, to show my dad more than anything. And Connor, you can see Noel kind of look down. He says, uh, you know, toss it up to me in his British accent. I'm not going to butcher it right here. So Connor throws it up. Noel fucking signs it. And then he says, Connor, right? Your name's Connor. Your name's Connor. Connor's going, fucking yes, it is. And he throws up the, and, and it just so happens that the Sharpie was like, you know, clung on to the side of the album. So he threw it up. And I mean, anything could have happened. The fucking record could have come fl flying out all over the stage because he had to throw it. They're in the front row, but he still had to throw it a little bit. Noel's maybe 15 feet away at this point behind the mic. So. Anyway, he gets it, takes it out, signs it. They have a back and forth. I'll let you watch it on my Instagram. It's a, 
maybe three or four posts back and uh, what happened last week. We're going, you've got to be kidding me. So he signs it, sends it back to Connor. The camera goes to Connor. Connor gets up and stands. The whole place goes bonkers for him. And this is a long time coming. We we would listen to fucking No Gallagher, Oasis, all kinds of other stuff. But really, in my basement, in my dad's basement, you guys hear about it on Friday nights, at least a half dozen have been dedicated to that exact thing. They come in. My dad talks Beatles. Connor talks Oasis. I mean, it's a very parallel world with both bands. And, uh, you know, we, we listen. We just love music. So this happens, and I fucking know he's elated. He's the biggest Oasis fan I know. He likes Oasis like I like the Beatles. And, uh, you know, and I, I like Oasis, and he likes the Beatles. It's just that that's his favorite, and that's my favorite. But anyway, I was elated. And I had to have the presence of mind then. I got my hand on the button, and it's going down 1%. But I go, Derek, I got to get the whole song. I got to get the whole song. This is fucking unbelievable. So anyway, we get it. Connor, he gives Connor the set list afterwards, signs it all, and, you know, we meet up for a beer after. We're all in shock. And to be quite honest, I had a few beers and I had some mushrooms. We all had, uh, the the boys didn't, uh, a few of my uh, buddies that were sitting up around us. We took some mushrooms and uh, Patty Power. And anyway, it was an, not, a, not a lot. For, I don't want to get into that mushroom experience, but we weren't like seeing pink elephants or anything. We all took like a gram or something like that, enough to be in a good mood with a few beers. And uh, it was just, it, it was honestly seeing Connor that happy. And it was like 30 degrees. It was a perfect night. It wasn't windy. Like I said, garbage. I just didn't know I'd ever see him again. And they were real good. And uh, and then Noah went on, and Don't Look Back in Anger is just a masterpiece. And it sounded just like the record with Connor having his album signed and all the boys. We took a picture, you know, with CN Tower in the background, and it was just one of those summer nights that I'll never forget. And, uh, you know, I, I was as happy for Connor as I've ever been for anybody. So that was that. Go back and look at the post, and you'll see what I mean. Um and so my buddy, so that was that. Now my, now it's only Monday. I'm not going to Montreal till Thursday. And Ryan McDonald calls me, those fans that uh, watch Shorzy or listen to Shorzy. Watch Shorzy. Who listens to Shorzy? Who watch Michaels, who plays the goalie. His name is Ryan McDonald. And Ryan had free tickets to Weezer. Now, I didn't even realize Weezer were playing. I had no idea. And I love Weezer. Um, again, my junior hockey experience, my nineties experience, they were a big part of it. Uh, they got some great grooves. They don't take themselves too seriously. Their lead rivers Cuomo is, uh, just a bit of a quirky, eclectic guy. Uh, he'll always, uh, what's the word? Um, what's the word? He's intriguing. Uh, each album, you don't know what's coming. Uh, if you don't know Weezer, I'm sure you, you, you must have heard of, or seen the cover of Africa they put out a couple of years ago. I mean, it was extremely popular. They did uh, an album of covers just a couple of years ago. So anybody just getting into them now would probably know those. But I don't know, man. They got so many hits. Beverly Hills, Pork and Beans, Hash Pipe. Uh, their, their first one was Buddy Holly, and they played all of them. Um, the Sweater Song. So... Uh, for me, <laughs> it was uh, what's. I was elated 
surprised and elated because I had no time to think. It was literally the day before. And, uh, you know, I went. The boys were there. Sorry about that. I had to press pause for a second. I was uh, I was distracted, okay? I live in a quiet little street, really quiet, one of the quietest in my town of Mount Pearl, which is a suburb of St. John's, like a quiet little, almost like cabin type of atmosphere. And a guy just walked by my window on stilts. How often do you see that outside of the fucking Burnham and Bailey Circus? I mean, stilts? And I mean high ones like this guy falls he's fucking hurting like the stilts his feet were at least 15 at least 15 he's right at the end of the street now like the top of his head is almost up at the telephone pole like this guy's going on these now he's got a helmet on but fuck it's not going to help you if you fall from there my friend anyway who am i to say uh, getting back to what the fuck I was talking about. Oh, it was nice. It was nice to, because, uh, you know, the boys, we went, We, we the, the second day I knew I was going to the concert. They were staying at the Radisson downtown. So I hit the Radisson and just had a few beers in the afternoon. I mean, there was enough beers. I could knock out a fucking elephant on the go on the weekend. Anyway, just, you know, what are you going to do? Fucking Noel Gallagher one night, Weezer the next. So the boys bought a ticket and ended up sitting real close. And then we saw fucking Weezer the next night, and uh, which brings us to Wednesday. And uh, that was a great show, by the way. And then Wednesday, um, basically, I, uh, I was planning on resting all day. And a friend from Newfoundland, Jenna Hickey, Jenna says, shot me a note. She says, I'm getting a tattoo. I'm here getting a tattoo by Curtis Montgomery. And Curtis Montgomery is this legendary tattoo artist. He played hockey back in the day, but um, check it out. He's got like half a million followers on, on Instagram. Like this guy does Joe Jonas, Halsey. He's like uh, does tattoos for them when they're at, well, shouldn't say when they're in town. He's done multiple for both. I won't get into it. I'm, I'm not sucking his dick. I'm saying he's a, he's a very widely well-known tattoo artist for a reason. It's not just like looks like every other tattoo. They're very minimalistic, wicked art, and it's at all – it's very, very unique, and I find in this day and age with tattoos, it's really hard to find one that there's clearly a signature, oh, that's done by so-and-so. So he had sent me a message maybe, I don't know, six months, maybe more, talking about, you know, he was a big Shorzy fan. And I said, well, I, I know exactly who you are. I'd love to get a tattoo. I just It's probably booked up, right? And I think Jenna and them booked it like months in advance. So anyway, someone must have dropped out. She said, I'm here on Young Street. Um, I'm getting a tattoo with my friend and Curtis says he knows you. And I was literally riding my fucking bike down Young Street or no, a rented bike um, to see the boys at the hotel. So anyway, I dropped in and Curtis says, come, come in tomorrow at one. Okay, this would have been Tuesday, sorry. So Wednesday, that's what I did. I got the tatty with Curtis, went for a bite to eat uh, and it, oh, with Blake Murphy, of course. Jesus, Blake Murphy, who's I've had on this show, um, covers the Raps and the Jays more than anything, pretty much covers all sports at Sportsnet and, uh, you know, is a good friend. So we went for a bite to eat. So Wednesday was awesome. And Thursday, her tournament starts. So I grabbed the train. I love traveling by train. 
I went tr- uh, Toronto to Montreal, very relaxed, uh, wrote out a couple of cameos I had waiting. Uh, by the way, shout out to Courtney, who's turning 43. And uh, I promised I'd mention her. And uh, she's going camping with her husband, Luke. Uh, so good luck from Syracuse, New York, Washington Capital span. Courtney, I nearly forgot, but there you go. Anyway, I wrote out a few cameos that were due and then landed in uh, in Montreal. And Kiso says, you know, I knew I was meeting Jared Kiso. Those that don't know, he writes Shorzy and stars in Shorzy and Letterkenny. I, again, most people know who I'm talking about, especially if you tune into this through Shorzy. And I knew we were going to go for a bite to eat. And he says, well, Andrew and I, uh, being Goody and Dolo are coming as well. So we went to a place called Le Chien Fumant. It is. It was one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. I really mean it. It was one of the best meals. He talked a big game going in, and he said that. So I'm the devil's advocate. I'm going. I've eaten all over the world. Jeremy Charles is one of my best friends, and you know, every week I eat at Merchant Tavern. I've eaten at Raymond's. I've eaten in all over Italy. My favorite being pasta. If 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 there was no consequences to eating, you know, pasta being. I know, I know some people would consider it healthy, but the amounts that I eat and the things that I put in there and the sauces, I would be 300 pounds in three weeks. Uh, so I don't eat a lot of it. But on this particular evening, we tried everything. And like I said to you guys, I normally don't eat red meat much lately. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I will again, but I'm trying to just take cut out as much of that and the poultry as I can just for a few months. I'm getting my blood taken. I, I have high cholesterol in the family and it's so I'm basically I, I think I've mentioned in that I, I, I'm trying different diets and uh, different drinks really I'm trying to drink vodka and soda as much as I can as well trying to monitor it right get my blood taken every three months and then I'll figure it out at the end but anyway I said fuck it for this meal and we um, I made an exception and it was fucking incredible it was incredible. I, I I don't even know how to describe what I ate. Um, it was uh, just, I highly re- recommend it. We, I'm not going to try to start, but we probably had, we all shared maybe 20 courses and then I uh, hit a couple of bars after that. It was just an awesome time. I got to bed a little too late. But Penny Lane played the next day at six and the way I am, I'm, I'm up right away anyway. So four, four or five hours sleep, I was up. Shower. Uh, had an omelet and was off to the races. And uh, anyway, so that was kind of the party portion of the trip, which was a big part. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. 
See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Anyway, the game started, so I, I won't bore you with the history of under-13 women's soccer. But anyway, it was the first time that they'd all played together. And 30 seconds into game one, they're playing Laval. I mean, now these are legit teams. Laval, we were told, won the Quebec championship the year before. They were real good. And I know we were team Newfoundland, but still, if you there's 600,000 people in Newfoundland. And there's more than that in the city of Montreal. So I knew we were going to play some good competition. But no one practices any more than our girls, for sure. And they're coached very well. Uh, you know, they're, they're out there on the pitch five, six days a week, if not seven. And, uh, so I knew they'd be okay, but you know, I'm like, okay, this is mainland competition, but now Penny Lane got free 30 seconds in and had a good strike and the, and the goalie just made it, made a nice save. That was the best chance Newfoundland had. Uh, they did have another one later in the game, but they didn't give up much either. It was really tight defensively. Newfoundland lost two, nothing. And uh, so then they played the next day against Montreal FC. And uh, lo and behold, they won. I think it was six to nothing. And about 13 minutes in, Penny Lane got it in the slot. And uh, she's, I I, I liken her to to, to Michael Ryder in that you often wouldn't notice Rides. It's not like he would take it and go around everybody. But if Rides got it anywhere, like anywhere inside the blue line, he was dangerous. But anywhere inside the top of the circles and he had the advantage. He had one of the, he has one of the hardest snapshots I've ever seen. Not saying that saying it in like support as a Newfoundlander, but there's a reason he had over 30 in the NHL. And there's a reason he won a Stanley cup. And it was a coveted player on that team because he can fucking snipe. Well, Penny Lane's kind of the same. You often, I mean, she's strikers. So it's not like and soccer's not really built to take it and go with it. You know, ball travels faster than anybody's runs, but, you know, she she was she's often lurking in the weeds. She's not the type that's going to take it and, and, and dangle everybody. She does have good moves, but she's strong. And if she gets it in the slot, it's usually in. And that's what happened. She got it, and boom! Uh, the goalie, I hit the goalie. Actually, the goalie couldn't handle it. It went up, up and over, and went in the net. And this is a pretty good team. Uh, and anyway, so she scored one nothing Newfoundland. She got her goal. And it was the first one that that group had, had had scored, and so she couldn't have been any 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 happier, and I couldn't have been either. Other than it was about, it felt fifty degrees. It was about thirty two degrees, sun, not a cloud in the sky, beating down on them. I'm sure that wasn't easy to play in that kind of heat, but they did, and uh, it was six nothing. It didn't seem like that. The, our goalies played real well, and uh, we took advantage. I mean, we had probably. 10 chances and six went in. It was one of those weird games. I mean, we were clearly the better team, but I thought all, all things being equal, if you, you know, the game, if they played them again, it'd probably finish two or three to one kind of thing. I don't think they were six goals better, but anyway, it worked out and uh, Newfoundland got the W and the rest of the trip was awesome. Met up with Dolo again and uh, all the girls. So the girls were there, the under 13, 14 and 15 and the boys were there too. So, it was a bunch of different Newfoundland teams playing. So hats off to Anna Lassay for bringing them. 
And we all went to the uh, MLS, the Montreal Impact game against Atlanta on the last day that was sold right out. And what a time. Uh, you know, it's it was, um, I mean, it does, it gives me goosebumps and brings a tear to my eye to see her having fun in that environment, just like I did. And it reminds me why I still do it, you know? It's amazing. It's amazing that I still do it. I, I looked at them, and, I'm, and when I say it, I mean I'm going to the Nationals with Newfoundland. Uh, 46 years old here, right? But I love it. I still love it. I I, I don't feel... I, I, I'm not saying... I, when I say I don't feel that old, I mean, it just doesn't even come across my mind to quit. <laughs> and, you know, we're going to the Worlds. Myself, uh, Justin... Ender, you know, from Chicklets Cup, uh, Jeremy Bishop, Ryan Delaney, Chris Sparks. We're all going to to play in the uh, World Masters tournament in Buffalo where the Chicklets Cup was last time. The end of August, so August, I got a national tournament and a world tournament. And same thing. We all go and we wear our team outfits and we hang out as a team. And I looked at them, you know, under 13. I said, it's wild. That I'm watching that. I, when I think of being 13, it seems like 500 years ago. And I looked at her, you know, I, we sat behind Dola and I sat behind her and all her teammates and all the Newfoundland, probably 50 or 60 all together, all with their track suits on, you know, and proud of it. And I said, you know, I'm still like, I remember my first experience like her. And, and I mean soccer. I played a lot of soccer. We won the Atlantics one year. Uh, but just sports in general, you know, there's something about going on a trip together and experiencing that and, you know, being, having some set of rules, like having to be in and, you know, having some sort of curfew, you got to get up together and, you know, get, get ready together. And, and you know, it, it's, it's a team mentality. And I, I just, I would say I miss it, but I'm still experiencing it. I will miss it. But, uh, I think it's why I play, you know, for those experiences. When I'm on the floor, say ball hockey, right? I'm on the floor. I'm, I'm playing. Obviously, I'm proud to wear the Canada jersey. Obviously, I like making a move and, and hopefully scoring a goal, right? That's a great feeling. But I think if it wasn't as fun off the floor, and I'm, I'm including soccer and I'm ice hockey, whatever, my experiences with those things. And a few years ago, baseball. But I think if I had shitty teammates, I don't think I'd be at it. I, I, I'm not doing it at this age for personal statistics. I mean, I'm in the, I'm in the Hall of Fame in, in ball hockey. So why, you ask, am I going to run the shit out of my legs and my body and blood, sweat, and tears and everything else twice again in August? And I really think it's my teammates at this point. I love putting on the Canada jersey, but I've done that 10 times. Uh, it's going to be great. Again, when I get there and do it, it always fucking, honestly, it does. It, it gives me goosebumps. And the experience of traveling with, with, with a group and, you know, getting on that floor and competing or, or pitch or, or, or rink, and the actual competition is one thing. It drives me. It does. As a as an athlete, I'm glad that I have that competitive edge. But really, why am I doing it now in my 40s? I think that's the reason. I think it's the experience 
most of my memories, I have a team with me. And I'm addicted to that. That feeling. I don't recall ever going on a family trip. Penny Lane doesn't, it's not like we get together. I don't mean just my family. I mean like when I was a kid because I had so much sports to play. Uh, you know, Penny Lane, I guess the sacrifice is that we don't go to Disneyland. We don't go to all-inclusives much. But it's not like we don't travel. It's just mostly done as part of a sports unit, right? Um, and I couldn't be happier. That's the truth. Little small side topic. I noticed on the train, you know, why do I like taking the train? Because a lot of you listeners aren't from Canada. So there's only a few little pockets of Canada. You can actually take the train. And those are dwindling. But one spot that I take it, I, I mean, I don't know where else it's on the go. I know there's one in Banff and Jasper out west. But I don't think you can go to like Vancouver to Lethbridge on a train. You used to be able to way, way back in the 80s. But I don't think you can anymore. In Newfoundland, they took the track up completely. You used to be able to get on a train in the morning. Uh, six hours later, you're in Cornerbrook. St. John's, whatever, in Cornerbrook. I know players my dad's age that used to take the train to games. George Faulkner, one of the most famous CBs ever, conception-based CBs, used to train to the games in in uh, Grand Falls. I read that in a, I read that in a book. I read that somewhere. His brother Alec was the first NHLer uh, from Newfoundland. So, but I know that in Toronto, it exists. Toronto to Montreal and then everywhere in between. Right? You can stop in Kingston, Cornwall, Ottawa. And it's a nice little... And you're all along the lake for the most part. So it's a very beautiful ride. But, you know, it's not old school like train like you're thinking 1950s, like with sleepers and everything. It's just a nice ride. And the seats are often front to front you know what i mean so picture like you're all playing cards like that like they're they're facing front they're facing back they're facing front they're facing back right so that's a neat little setup and even in the area that they're not that they're just organized say like a plane there's way more leg room like i was on the plane on the way back i'm like no fucking wonder man that people hate the plane right like i mean i'm just over six foot almost six one and i have no leg room what does like Someone like, I don't know, I, I don't know, Eric Lindros is 6'5", hockey player. What about, like, basketball players? And there's lots of these people. I mean, I'm tall, I suppose, but there's a lot taller than me. And if it's uncomfortable for me, or like, and I'm, you know, there's people that are, okay, shorter, but they're way bigger, like fatter, if you want to use a word that I think is going to be not usable anymore. We're, we're getting rid of that one soon. But, you know, I, I don't know. Someone that's, you know, a lot bigger, how do they fucking fit in that seat and be comfortable? I don't know. And I know it's about making money and more seats mean means more dollars, but fuck, man, I think I'd pay a few more dollars just to be comfortable. And I know that's what first class is for, but fuck off. First class, you can always make that first class. More food, more... You can recline. There's little, basically, 
cubicles up there now. I mean, first class can always be better than than economy, but economy doesn't have to be fucking terrible. I don't know. Like the big reason I like the train, I think I enjoy the peace of sliding out the track, gliding along, experiencing Canada or wherever. Love it in Europe. I only travel by train once I land over there. Um, and there's, you know, a system, three systems going just throughout Italy. It's fucking crazy. The trains over there. And especially with all this talk of like pollution and all this shit, well, isn't it easier if, if more people get on a train, all those individual people aren't driving or am I wrong? Am I wrong? Uh, I'm just wondering why there's not more of it on the go. But anyway, I just found that peculiar. Like you're on there. There was a lot of room for my legs on the train. Like, there's no way that they would have hit the seat in front of me. Same setup. Think you're on Air Canada flying across Canada, right? You're on just a typical plane, whatever that might be, right? Chances are your knee is hitting the seat in front of you. No matter if you're fucking 5'5", five, five, right? For me, they hit and I got to kind of change my whole stance um, or seating posture uh just to have them not hit but uh the train honestly i enjoyed that i don't know who i'm complaining to because they're all fucking private companies but yeah i don't know i i think that plane rides can be a much more pleasant experience if the people that run these companies just gave a little bit just a little bit of thought into what us civilians us economy class that don't get first class tickets and i never will by the way unless it's bought for me i would have to make a gazillion dollars a year to justify paying like 800 more dollars for a seat on a trip to fucking toronto or some shit i i just can't see i just cannot see it i mean i what do i do i download shit onto my phone i take a book or a magazine or write out you know, future podcasts or whatever it might be, research on my guests, cameos, whatever. I'm always writing something, and I'm fine. I fucking refuse to waste money that I could use on my daughter or my friends or my parents or whatever or me for fucking a little bit more space and the fucking to be served up front. I hate that shit anyway. I hate elitism. I do, but I do understand that some people want to travel in better class. The plane, the, the company, the airline company provides it. Fine. I'm just saying an extra hundred. I do that once in a while. You check, check the fucking prices of first class, sometimes quadruple what it is in, in economy. But so I, I, I'm just I'm serious. I would have to make. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know what figure to put on it, but to justify that, justify that when when like penny lane could like there go to disneyland but i need to fucking have more room to go to toronto and be served wine and cheese fuck it but there are ways i think that the economy class could be improved and i think uh if i was in charge it'd be done but i'm not in charge and it won't be what else uh on one of those trips I won't get into it now. You know what? On one of those trips, I uh, 
I like looking for new podcasts and and I listen to so many of them that that's a rare thing lately. It's hard for me to absorb all the ones I listen to. But there's one called Revisionist History. And I know it used to be a YouTube thing, but this this is different. So the pod is called Revisionist History. And I just randomly listened to one, just put it on shuffle. And there was one that came up about Wilt Chamberlain, Rich Barry, and taking free throws underhand. And I was astonished. I think I'll get into it next time, but maybe a little bit of homework for you. Just look into that. I didn't realize that a lot of people, the success rate is way higher. Will Chamberlain was a terrible free throw shooter like Shaq. And in that game, he scored 100 points. And uh, I think it was 1962 in Hershey. Um, they, they were playing Philadelphia, but Philadelphia played out of Hershey for some reason. It must have been a neutral site game, but that that was the case. And he had 100 points, still hasn't been broken. 32 foul shots, he had he sank 28, but he was shooting underhand. And he went back because, again, he just felt like he, in his words, in their words, like Shaq said, I don't want to shoot like a sissy. Shaq could shoot underhand and, and score. Like Shaq was a terrible free throw shooter. But that would have helped him, but he didn't ever do it. And it's so funny because it's a mental. Now Rich Barry, who's the be, one of the best. Rich Barry's fourth ever in foul shooting, and he shot underhand. And it's a real science to it. He said, no, seriously. And his son is playing college and started to do it. Um, there's three or four guys doing it now in college, and their percentages went way up. And it's just like if you think the arc and the spin and everything on an overhand versus an underhand, it's just science. Anyway, I'll get into it. There's some crazy facts that come with that. I recommend it there. I got no horse in the race, but I recommend revisionist history. And you know what? Who, I, I got to say, I really should be providing who runs these podcasts. One sec. Revisionist Okay. Malcolm somebody Malcolm Gladwell there you go well he's brilliant he's, uh, he's got a soothing voice uh, so that's always a positive when you're listening to a guy tell you about a story and uh, it's very interesting he's got a great delivery he's an articulate guy and it's an interesting podcast I got no horse in the race like I said I'm just recommending it folks if you're downtown St. John's this weekend why not get a bite to eat at Merchant Tavern Blue on Water or Wedgwood Cafe. And if you want a beer or a drink or even just tickle your fancy, maybe you want a coffee, you just want to check out George Street, Water Street, downtown. If I'm you, I go to Green Sleeves for sure. I go to TJ's for sure. Rob Roy Confusion, Martini Bar, The Bull and Barrel, and Trinity Pub. I make sure to go to those places first, but wherever you go downtown is going to be a treat. What a great time in Canada. I know that. In uh, our province of Newfoundland, a lot of festivals are up and on the go. A lot of uh, outdoors activities. And right here in St. John's, we're on the precipice of a great George Street Festival, Regatta. The Folk Festival just ended. Uh, I know that there's a festival just about every day. And uh, it's a good time to be alive, folks. A great time to be alive. Thanks for tuning in. In a couple days, we're going to have Jason Podolan. World junior, second-round pick, uh, an ex-NHLer, good friend of mine, fellow Western Hockey Leaguer. I had him on two or three 
years ago, right when I was starting, I guess two years ago. And I'd like to catch up with Podes. He's since gone on to uh, create his own podcast. He's doing fairly well up your up your hockey. And uh, he's just an interesting cat in general. We'll, we'll catch up with him and uh, get his take on some of the new happenings in the hockey world and beyond. Folks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you're a rope point, oh, I almost I almost forgot. If you want to work out strength and balance for the body and mind, uh, Ryan Power, Power Conditioning on Rope Walk Lane. Seriously, give it a chance. I did, and it changed my life. We're going to, if you want Mr. Lube, you got some business at Mr. Lube that needs taken care of. There's two of them here in St. John's, Camelot Road and Torbay Road. Live, laugh, lube. Folks, I use Pitbull Pain Relief Sticks every single day. Go to pitbull, pitbullpainrelief.com and uh, check it out. They're They're unbelievable for little aches and pains, and I use them every single day, uh, no matter what I'm doing. True Hockey, take what's yours. Thanks to True and uh, all the equipment that they've provided me. And I uh, look forward to working with them in the future. Uh, not the least of which will be the World Ball Hockey Championships in Buffalo the end of August. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back in just a few days with Jason Podesman-Padolan. Catch you on the rebound.